This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. One thing I always try to remind myself of in this job is that the games never stop mattering and the games are almost always the most important thing. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Penguins, four. Canucks, three in overtime last night in Vancouver. If you failed to stay up, you failed. That's just how that goes. As a great man once used to let us all know when we were hiding radios under our pillows. After midnight, you become a member of the Night Owl Club. And then if you aren't part of that, shame on you for six weeks. Referring, of course, to the one and only Mike Lang. This was quite the outcome. It was quite uh, the spirited effort on the part of the hockey team. And as I was letting you know, after the weird but also spirited effort to beat the Flyers the other day, there's something about this team where they've just stayed really, really, really focused on the results of late. Remember when I was sharing with you that those guys were saying in the locker room and some of them in very colorful terminology that they don't care how they got the two points against the Flyers? Well, this was Lars Eller last night in Vancouver. It's it's everything. Uh, it's determination, you know, when uh, and, and guts. When we uh, we're down and things aren't looking good, we, we just there's no quit attitude, and we find find a way to call call back in and um, huge huge two points. Do you hear them? Two points, two points, two points. That's all they're saying right now. Why? Well, look at the standings. That's what's motivating them. That's what they're talking about. 
Eller, of course, was the one who tied the game with that wrister in the third period. And then Eller almost won it. It was his shot on a terrific pass from Riley Smith that caused trouble for Thatcher Demko. The rebound came out to Eric Carlson, and that was that. I thought Eller rebounded beautifully himself in his own way, meaning he did not have a good game against the Flyers. The first time I've been able to say that all season about him, that he was terrific against the Canucks. This is what they're about. This is all that's happening in their world right now. It's not about Jake Gensel being traded. Uh, This person is available. That person is available. Move Tristan Jari. Move this guy. Move that guy. The ESPN-ization of sports, I believe, is largely responsible for the subculture of sports fans that are actually more into player moves or worse, potential player moves than the thing that they'd be making the moves for, meaning the games. You know them, I know them. I don't understand them, but I definitely know them. If your existence over the course of a day as a sports fan is to be checking every rumor site, uh, every report, every random blog that claims to know some source or whatever. Why would any person who's an actual source... Yeah, don't don't even... That's when this subject just goes off the rails. This team wants to win. This team wants to get in to the playoffs. They're not apologizing for that. They're not talking about anything else. And maybe I'm saying this because the game was played on the far side of the continent really late at night, Eastern time. And I'm wondering, honestly, if anybody's even into this. Like, not anybody, I should say. Any significant percentage of the fan base. Because I'll open up social media and I'll see discussions about... I I don't even know what this scenario is, but something about how if the Penguins finish here or there or whatever, they lock in a top 10 first round pick having something to do with the Carlson trade. Who cares? Right now, who cares? Fuss with that stuff in the summertime. Don't be rooting for your team to lose. I I don't like telling people what to do or even advising it lightly, okay? But I can tell you firsthand from being around these guys that they, the players on the team that's supposed to be getting supported, are of a single mind. They're not perfect, They sure weren't perfect against the Flyers, and for that matter, they weren't perfect against the Canucks, one of the better teams in hockey, on their rink, on the other side of the continent. But they got it done. They got it done. Did you see the reactions afterward? I'm talking about the visual ones. Did you see the celebration between Smith, Eller, and Carlson? It's fantastic stuff. I think it's a pretty neat storyline, and if it's all the same to you, since I never left it, I'm going to stay right on it. When we come back, J1Q.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today's J1Q comes from Kent, who says, DK, you have access to advanced stats. If so, how many giveaways were there by Riley Smith? in this game it had to have been double digits it's insane that he's still in the lineup anyone with a pulse deserves a shot over him a pathetic effort on his part Kent I've been as tough as anyone when it comes to this player I've openly accused him of not being all that invested in the process I've suggested and not based on nothing that he'd rather still be with the Golden Knights. But I got to tell you, I thought he actually played a pretty good game. I thought he meshed pretty well with Sidney Crosby, which I really didn't know how that would go. Uh, Mike Sullivan had suggested beforehand that the coaching staff felt really good about how they'd work together. I'm not sure what they would have based that on, but they did well with that call. And then I saw Smith supporting Sid about as well as he can. He's not a classic Sid-type winger. Smith and the advanced stats that you cite over the course of his career will bear this out, is much more of a score-on-the-rush type. He's much more of that guy who's on a a two-on-one. He'll get the puck over on the right side and whip it upstairs the way he's prone to doing. And actually, if you think about the overtime goal last night, it was in essence a two-on-one because Carlson initially got the puck down low on the left side to Smith. He whipped it way across to Eller before the first shot. And then Carlson, of course, came in banging home the rebound. But that's the kind of player that Smith is. And I thought he did some good things. I also think that he contributed to winning the game. So (laughs) one thing you're going to find... As long as you listen to this program or read my columns on DK Pittsburgh Sports, is I'll get stuck on a subject. I'll pound a subject to death if I really believe that it's relevant. If I really believe that it's something that if things turned one way or another would be very pivotal for that team that I'm covering. But what I won't do is get stuck on This is absolutely like this, and it'll be that way for all time. I'll use the Eller example again. I didn't say, I didn't even think a negative thought about Eller all season long until Sunday against the Flyers. But what did I tell you after that game on this show? No apologies, no hesitation. He didn't play well. That's all. Smith played well, and by the way, You know, to kind of close out today's program on what I think is an appropriate note, let's also remember that in addition to beating one of the best teams in hockey on their rink, on the other side of the continent, 
Penguins were missing some significant pieces. They entered with none of their top-line wingers. Jake Gensel's out, and it became known yesterday, I probably should have mentioned this earlier in the show, that Brian Rust is going to be out week to week, which is usually their code for something's broken, and that tends to take about a month. So Smith slides up to the top line and sets up the overtime goal. Ricard Raquel slides up to the top line, scores twice. Valtteri Pustinen slides up to the second line and has probably the best game of his bleeping life. Kid really deserved a goal or five with the way that he played. And Drew O'Connor, and here's hoping that he didn't get hurt significantly on that sequence near the end where his head went into the glass and he was out for the remainder of the game. Uh, He's been just a godsend since he's been pushed up to the top six. These are things that make your hockey team over time better. These are positives. These are positives. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we will do another one of these tomorrow. 